You want to change the world, son. So do I. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Curious Christians Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Javeri, here with my co-host, Pastor Roger Kranz. Hey everyone. Guys, as always, we're super excited to have you listening and be a part of this family here, the Curious Christians. We're a group of uh, Christians who are curious about many different things, but um, most of all, we like to ask questions and get answers, and here with our experienced pastor, that's exactly what we do. That's right, and today I ran into someone who has been listening to the Curious Christians podcast, and she said to me, you know, I would really like to hear... Um, a topic on something else. So she told me what it was, and I told Brandon, and I already know what the topic's going to be about tonight. <laughs> He's cheating a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we did. We got a uh, we got someone who asked a question, and uh, I thought it was a perfect question because uh, it seems funny that we haven't already brought this topic up. Um, but today's topic is going to be about going to church. Um, why is why is it important? Um, what do you get from it? And, uh, you know, because I, I think when you first become a Christian, um, maybe you think to yourself, well, I've been saved. I can do God's work. I can learn myself. Why is it important to fellowship with others? Why is it important to build that church lifestyle? Yeah. And, you know, so many people, they, a lot of people think that they, you know, it's best if they just stay home and watch maybe um, church on television or, you know, and then, the, then you go all the way to the other end of the spectrum where people say, I don't need church at all. So um, that's what we're going to talk about tonight. The, the you know why do we need church? What is what what does church do for us? You know um, what's the benefit of it? Um, all those things. So um, we're just going to dive right in and start talking about it. You know um, the the church back in Bible days or or the you know Jesus days, um, the church was really more about just going and sitting and learning and uh, having the scriptures read. And, uh, and then having a time of discussion after the scriptures. So everybody had an opportunity to speak. Um, if someone had a question, they just raised their hand, they were called on and they asked a question. Um, if someone uh, had a, uh, you know, another, a, a, a thought that maybe hadn't come up, they were able to give that thought out and, uh, and share. Um, we don't, it's not like that anymore. You know, today is very structured. Um, everything is down to almost the, you know, the, the minute or the second. Um, it's, it's, it's quite a bit more structured now. And I think, um, I think because of that, maybe we might've even lost, um, a few of the attributes of, of church. But, um, that's why, you know, I, I'll just tell you in, in, in our ministry, Wednesday nights are so important for our congregation because it's it's their time to be able to, to do that. It's their time to be able to raise their hand, either ask a question, share a thought, share how God's working in their life. You know, all those things are important because they build, you know, they build everyone else's faith uh, as well as the person sharing it. So uh, all those things are very important. But, you know, if you, if you just have the generic question, why is church important? Well, you know, uh, it's important because that Jesus told us, you know, don't forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Um, he he laid that on hearts, and they were, and that was taught by, you know, several, many many people, and uh, and that's what we teach. We teach not to forsake the assembling of yourselves together because there's so many benefits of being together, having a body of believers together. There's power in numbers. We all know that. And, uh, and when a, a group of believers get together, you can't help but talk about how God's working in your life. And when, when one believer um, who might need uh, a, a boost in their faith, hears how another believer, you know, how God worked in another believer's life, 
they're able to say, well, if he did it for him, he can do it for me, certainly. So it, it's a faith builder, number one. It, you know, the, the assembling uh, of ourselves together is a faith builder. And uh, really, that's the one we should elaborate on to begin with. How does it build our faith? Well, we hear the way that God works in other people's lives. It's going to build your faith. You know, and then hopefully God works in your life and you're able to share how he worked in your life to build someone else's faith. Uh, it's, a, it's a great tool and a great um, way to network together. Yeah, it's, it's a family. Um, it's a family that you grow into. And so, you know, I, I've been with this church for what, about six years, seven years almost probably. Yeah. And so I can say that for the first time, I really feel like I'm actually getting involved or trying to. Um, and so if, you, if you're in a church right now and you're not actively trying to get involved, if you're just a show up on Sunday, listen, and then you're the first one out. You're not doing yourself a service. This is um, this is a blessing to be able to come to a congregation and fellowship with other people and learn and really be able to dive into God's word and all together learn and pray for each other. You know, one of the things I love the most is when someone will stop in the middle of a service and they'll say, I need prayer for something. And you'll stop the entire service and we'll all pray for them. Um, you don't get that just out of regular life. You don't get that out of you doing your own Bible you know, studies and then going about your regular life. Now, I understand that some people have different scenarios. Maybe you have a traveling job. Maybe, um, maybe you're just not fortunate enough to be close enough to a church or whatever it is. But if you are able to, if you're able to get to some type of church, you have to want to be a part of that community too. Um, you know, God's not going to force you to do anything. And as church people, they're not going to force you to do anything. They'd love to love you. They'd love to have you come in and to let you be a part of the family. But what's important to them is that you want to. That was the one thing that, you know, in the seven years I've been here, I've always been welcomed back with people saying, oh, we love you're here. I mean, like, it's almost you know, you almost try to like cover your face. Cause when you walk in the first thing, they're like, Oh my gosh, you're back. And so, <laughs> but they just shower you with that love. But when I was gone, I never had one person be like, Hey, I'm disappointed. You didn't come today. So, you know, if you're willing to, to come and put in that work, you'll see the results and you'll see the family that starts to grow from it. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's really not even work. It's, it's putting in, it's putting, it's, it's a uh, placing yourself as part of something bigger than you. You know, that's really what being a church member is about. It's, it's not about you. It's about becoming part of a bigger body that um, where there's power in numbers. You know, it, it, it's the greatest thing when someone has a prayer request here uh, at, at our congregation. They, they let it, you know, they let that request be made known. And then they've got tons of prayer. And they always come back and tell me, since I'm the pastor, I always get to hear this. They always come back and tell me, I felt the prayers. And that's huge. I mean, that's how many people say, can say, you know, I asked the church to pray for me and they said they did. You know, that's that's what you, you normally hear. But here you hear, I asked the church to pray for me and I felt the prayers. So they, they're able to, to, you know, feel those prayers. That's important. That's, that's huge. It's not always huge to everybody, but when you're the one that needs the prayers, it's paramount. It's it's very huge. So, um, just there's so many benefits. Um, another benefit is is the um, the the you know being able to dive into God's word and not just have one person or one's person's one person's interpretation of it. 
you know, we always, that's why Wednesday nights are so important because that's when we, um, we really break down God's word and we, we look at it from every angle and we ask who, what, where, why, how, and when. And, you know, if, if you know, the Bible says, you know, Paul went uh, uh, down this road, we say, why, why, why was it Paul and why did he choose that road? You know, and, and we really want to get the behind the scenes look at everything. And God just, he's just faithful to always open it up and give us the gift of interpreting it correctly. And, you know, people leave here, um, was so much more than when they came. And, uh, it's just a, every, every time they come here, it's a faith builder. And, um, that's why we do it. And, 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 and people that don't come, they're just missing out. They're missing out. And, and that's why, you know, these people, um, they know where to turn when they, when they have turmoil or, or problem in their life. Most other people don't. They don't know where to turn because they they don't know this is here. They don't know this is happening. They don't know that God is so alive and well in in the hearts of His people. So I mean, it's a, it, that's why you know God said, "Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together." He didn't say it for Him. He said it for us because He knows what valuable resource this is for us. And then and, you know, I mean, we could go on and on and on all night about all the different attributes of a church. Um, the the praise you know, the praise. This is a time that you really get to praise God. I mean, I praise God in my quiet time and I praise God, you know, in the morning when I wake up, I praise him all day long, but that's different. That's personal praise. Um, this is public praise and it's, it's quite a bit different. It's, it's, um, it's almost like joining in. I mean, you can go fishing by yourself, uh, but when you catch that great big fish, there's nobody there to see it, but you, you know, you and God. But when you have a group of your friends and you go fishing and you catch that big fish, it means a little bit more, you know, when everybody can see that, you know, you're, you're the one that caught it. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's like that in church when you're, you can praise God, you know, privately, but then when you get in the, the service and you're praising him publicly with so many other people, um, it's just, there's something different about it. There's something, um, I don't know, it's bigger. It's just bigger. Yeah, you definitely feel um, you feel blessed. It's 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 kind of a unique feeling. You would have to know it, um, and you'd have to feel it to really describe it. But yeah. you know, if and you know, I've I've heard people say this before too. They say that you know they feel like if they come to church once that they're going to be judged if they don't come back or they're like you know I, I'll go to church every now and then. But I don't want to feel like I have to be. You know, you you need to give it a chance first before you make that assumption. No one's telling you that you have to come back every Sunday. We'd love you to, but you need to go and make that, you know, you need to go and make that determination yourself. Go there and really see what it is and have to enjoy it. You know, this actually just made me think of a few podcasts ago. We had talked about um, almost, uh, it was setting a plan, basically setting goals, you know, with anything in life. If you want to um, lose weight or you want to get a promotion, the best way to do that is to set goals and to pursue those goals. Well, it's the same in the church. You know, how easy is it as a bundle of people to start setting goals and chasing after those goals? It's a lot easier because you have other brothers and sisters who are fellowshipping with you and who are going to um, help hold you to those goals or help you to succeed to them. And so it's also it's it's also more fun to do goals together. So say our goal is to, um, 
you know, have a praise team and start doing events or start doing, you know, I remember when I first came here, uh, one of the times I'd seen the praise team go to a different church and hold a concert. And then, um, that same year you guys had done a, uh, what was it? The relay for, or was it the, yeah, yeah, relay Relay for for life. Yeah. It was, it was a cancer walk and, uh, you guys had gone up there and, um, you guys said, you know, saying, and I, I thought that was wonderful. And so to have those kind of goals and to be able to do that together, that's, that's fun. That's going to help you um, with your walk with God. And it also brings us back to, you know, we are all to worship God and we're all to, um, you know, live in his will. But God also wants us to enjoy this life. He does. He's put us here to enjoy this. Right. And you're going to find in your church family that while you guys are all here to learn about God, um, you also get to participate in all these fun events and you really get to enjoy yourself in a humble, faithful way. Yeah, you just reminded me of something we did several years ago. We um, we had this this crazy brainstorm that we were going to join the um, the city parade, that that the church was going to have a float in the city parade, and so we we you know we got a big trailer and we decorated it all up, and we we wanted to make we wanted to help it promote the church, so we made we you know put the, the the church signs on the side of the float and then we put pews in the in the trailer so everyone could sit down while we were pulling the float and throw candy well i, I can tell you this this um <laughs> this very refined congregation they looked like a a, a cage full of monkeys they were they were climbing all over the pews they were having so much fun they were throwing the candy and 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 you know shouting merry christmas god loves you you know jesus loves you all these things the, they came back here exhausted, but they had so much fun. And so we've done that parade um, most of the years preceding. You know, I mean, uh, uh, um, uh, that's just that was just such a fun, fun event. And, uh, you know, this year we went to the Ark and we, we looked, you know, we do all these extra fun things. And when you do them, you're among other good, godly people. So there is no... Um, I don't know. There's no animosity. There's no, there's no problems. It's just a good bunch of family oriented folks having fun and, and, um, and just sharing God's word. And, and, uh, I mean, you lay your head on your pillow at night and you go, I have nothing to repent over. <laughs> you know, I'm thank you Lord for another great day and I have nothing to repent. Good night. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, um, speaking about those, uh, those parades, it's kind of taken me another way with this. Um, you know, we'll, we'll get back on to, uh, all the benefits of church. I think, you know, there, there's so many that we could go into, but, um, I, I kind of want to shift the topic real quick to your obligation to the church. And when I say that, I don't just mean on, um, on, an obligation for yourself to do something for the church. I mean to stick with it. And so, um, you know, we, we explained all those different things that we did, like the Relay for Life concert. And when I first showed up, we had a celebration of love. We shut down this entire block and we had, uh, you know, big bouncy slides and we've had, you know, a huge group from Texas come and throw parties. And so there's been a lot of, uh, you know, uh, previous things that we've done. And so with that being said, our church has actually gotten smaller over the years. And so it would have been very easy to leave. It would have been very easy to go to another church who was a uh, giant church and could offer a lot more. And so I think it's important to explain to people that you, uh, and we've said this on a previous podcast before, but you need to go where God wants you to go. And so if your church is getting smaller, that doesn't mean that God wants you to not be in it anymore. Um, like I said, we used to have all these fun events 
And that's where I'd like to get the church back to. But God has shown me that that's going to happen if I put in the work. I'm the one who's coming in, and I'm the one who's a younger individual who wants to bring more uh, young families to this church and to grow it in that type of way so we can do those fun things. And so, um, you know, I, I remember probably there was a few times throughout the last couple of years where um, I've always had God kind of sitting behind me, and he's always poked me every now and then, been like, you know, I'm here. I'm here if you want me. And so there'd be moments where I'd obviously have – uh, kind of welled up with him. And I'm like, okay, I need to get back into church. And almost every single time I thought about that, um, you know, I thought about my kids. I have very young kids, so it's hard to attend uh, church and have them running around. Sometimes I feel like I'm not able to pay attention or something like that. So uh, I've, I've brought it up to my wife before, you know, talking about us going to a bigger church, something that's going to allow us to have daycare and something that's going to allow me and her to sit down and listen to the, the pastor. And it was never... Um, it was never God inspired. It was selfish. It was me saying, this is what I want. I want to be able to, you know, have the kids taken off my hands for a little bit, let them learn about God with somebody else and let me sit in front of the pastor. And how can this be the easiest for me? And so when, when I look back at it, I say, well, where did God actually want me? And now that I'm, you know, uh, more in his, more in his will, I believe I am anyway. Uh, now that I'm more there, I see that what God has opened for me is he says, this is your church. You can make it what you want. You know, so I think it's important. Like I said, I didn't want to get too far off track with it, but I think it's important that you understand that because when you're, you know, say you don't have a church, if you're out there church shopping, oh, I want to check out a couple different churches. If you go just to the biggest church you can find, you know, maybe that is where God's calling you. Maybe it's not. Don't be afraid to check out some smaller churches and find your place in them because this church right here um, is it's an amazing church and anyone would be lucky to be here. But if God's not calling you to that specific church or if for some reason you don't like something in your church, that's not just a reason to leave. Yeah, absolutely. You know, a lot of people look look at churches and they say, well, this one's closer to home, so we're going to go here. Or they say, well, this one has, like you said, a daycare or a gym, so I'm going to go here. Yeah, you know, you you don't want to be there. Trust us, you don't want to be there. You you need to go go to your knees and, and ask God, God, where is it that you want me to go? And if you'll earnestly do that, he will show you. He'll tell you, he'll show you, He'll it, it'll happen. And you'll know right where you're supposed to be. And that's where you need to go to church at because that's where you're going to be the most fulfilled. And not only are you going to be blessed, but you're going to become a blessing for some for the church and, and all those around. So very, very important point. Glad you brought that up. Yeah, I think it's very important that people understand when they're joining the church, they are also um, they're bettering themselves and they're setting themselves up for what God's plan really is. So, you know, I think it's God's intention that just about everybody try to find some type of church or fellowship. Um, you know, you always say the church isn't the building, the church is the gathering. So um, if you're with a gathering of people and you guys are growing, maybe that would satisfy that. I don't know that it has to be so structured. But at the same time, um, like we said, if you guys just think you're going to sit down and, you know, put on a YouTube video once a week and that's your church, it's not going to work like that. So what you get from this is you're able to build uh, in the Lord. You're able to find your purpose and have fun while you're doing it. And I can tell you that since I've came back and I've been doing, um, you know, I've been going to church now for probably consistently just about a month. Um, and when I can sometimes like 
my schedule gets in the way, but uh, I wish it didn't. But um, it, it's changed my outlook, and I look forward to it now. So if you really are in tune with God or you really want God's will, then you'll you'll be excited to go. Now you have to get right with God before you go, because if you, if you're if you're in this spot where you know you're hiding from Him and you go to church, trust me, it just feels like the spotlight's on you while you're trying to hide. It's 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 not a good feeling. But if you actively say, "Look, I want to learn about you. I want to I want to be in your will," man, going to church is just the funnest thing in the world because you get to learn everything that He's put in this Bible for you. Yeah, and um, you know, I was kind of laughing when you were saying that because I, as a pastor, I hear this quite often. You know, I, I'll hear you know someone's someone's husband will tell me, "Well, my church is the deer stand. Uh, when I'm when I'm in my deer stand on Sunday morning, I'm talking with God the whole time." And then others will say, "Well, my church is the you know the my fishing boat, and when I'm out there fishing on the lake, I'm talking to God the whole time." Well, um, and, I, and, and I'm sure God's going to talk to me. And I'm, I, I always say, yes, he will. He'll tell you to get to church. Put your boat up and get to church. Or put your gun up and get to church. You know, that's, so that's funny. But um, that, God wants you in church. He's, that's why, if he didn't, he wouldn't have said, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. And that, does, you know, that doesn't mean, well, I was with my buddy in the deer stand. No, that's not what assembling yourself together means. He's talking about assembling yourself with other believers that are going to all you know be headed in the same direction which is to glorify God in everything that we do so yeah I mean I hear that all the time as a pastor what part does uh, or what part would you play in building the church if you're here as a member of the church do you think that it's almost your obligation to help build the church well, you know, as as a young pastor, I did, and 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 uh, and when the church was full, um, we were happy, and when the church was not full, we were sad, and uh, and and one day God just um, opened that door for me, and He said, you know, your job is to do is to be obedient to what I've called you to do. My job is to fill the church. So, you know, He took that that stress and that burden right off of me. As a matter of fact. Um, several years ago, the church got down to where it was really low. There was very few people coming. Um, and, and so, you know, the, the church is, you know, I think rated, this church is rated to hold about 150, I think, or somewhere like that. And, uh, and we were down to like, I don't know, 25 or 30. And, um, and so I, in my prayers, I was saying, Lord, you know, the, the church just isn't growing. The church just isn't growing. And I, I prayed that prayer probably three months straight. God, the church just isn't growing. It just isn't. And, and so one, one night before the service started, I was praying. I said, God, you know, bless this service tonight. You know, uh, anoint the lips and anoint the ears that hear. And what I usually pray. And I said, and, and Lord, grow this church. Um, and he said, very specifically, said to my, he spoke to my heart. And he said, you think the church isn't growing? The church has been growing. And it's still growing. And what he meant by that was there, the, 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 the ones that are there, you know, he was basically saying to me, don't focus on the ones that aren't there, focus on the ones that are. And, and, and every time you open my word and you're rightly dividing it, they're growing and the people are growing and I'm positioning them and I'm growing them and I'm getting them ready for when I give an increase to the church. And, uh, and man, talk about the, the, the weight off your shoulders as a pastor, you know. So at that point, we quit, we quit worrying about numbers and we just started doing what God called us to do. 
and uh, and you know the, the the folks have been poised and they've been trained and discipled and they are ready for growth you know how bad would it have been if god would have sent an increase and you know the people weren't ready for it it would have been a disaster so you know that's the way god does things he does things in order and he he know his ways are higher than our ways so you know it's it's all about listening to him and being obedient and not worrying about the numbers so I'm, I'm to guess that probably most of the people who listen to this podcast probably have been in a church before, or maybe they currently are going to a church, but what should someone expect out of their church? Now, I understand that, um, I almost, I almost love that quote, um, that Kennedy said, it's like, ask not what you can do or, uh, ask not what this country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. And I love throwing that back on <clears throat> the church topic because I think it's so relevant. But for this specific question, if you're going to a church, um, what should you expect out of it? I'm not just saying as far as like the, the blessings, but if you're going to church, what should they be receiving as far as like message wise? What should their pastor be doing for them? Like what are some guidelines that they might look and say, okay, this is happening, but this isn't happening. Well, I think that's a pretty simple question. I mean, a simple question to answer because um, number one, you know, you should be you should be uh, growing in love, and if you're not growing in love, then there's a disconnect somewhere, and it, it, whether it be the, the the preaching, whether it be the the staff, whether it be you, uh, or maybe it's your Sunday school class. I don't know. There's a disconnect somewhere if you're not growing in love. What we do every year. Um, around January, the first week of January, we always have um, a conversation with the, the congregation and we say, you know, you've got to evaluate yourself and, and look in the mirror and, and answer this question. Have you grown since this time last year? And if the answer is no, then there's a disconnect somewhere and we've got to find that problem and fix it. You know, whether it's the pastor, whether it, whatever it is, we've got to find where that disconnect is. So you, you should, you know, one thing you can expect from your church is to grow in love. Uh, if, and, and actually I'm going to add to that grow in love and thankfulness. If, 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 if love and thankfulness are not being preached, then there's a disconnect there too. Uh, those, those two things should be preached every Sunday. Uh, whether that's the, the gist of the message or not, they should be put into the message, love and thankfulness. Um, two things to definitely expect from your church. The other thing is you should expect opportunity to serve uh, because it, it actually is, that that is a great quote. You know, don't, don't come here asking, what can this church do for me? You know, come here asking, what can I do for this, this church? Is it the church's job to open those doors though? Or does that person need to uh, insert themselves into the church? Well, you know, that's a great question. And, and we, we, we feel like um, God's, made us an expert in that field because we've failed so many times at that that we've um, become very good at it um yeah one of the things one of the, the the ways that a church can fail terribly is when the church has a need and i'll just give you an example um we had a treasurer that was here for years and years and years and she left uh, god called her to another um, state and so we were in need of a treasurer and so right away, the congregation, you know, at the first business meeting, the congregation said, well, so-and-so um, works at a bank. She'd make the best treasurer. So they immediately moved to, to go for a vote. 
And uh, God, you know, that was a red flag for God. And so um, the spirit welled up inside me and I got up and spoke and said, you know, I don't believe that's biblical. We, we don't put people in positions because of their qualifications. That's not the way to do it. We put people in positions because we've prayed them there. And we ask God, God, who would be the best one for that position? Whether it be someone with qualifications or not, let God qualify them, whatever. But, but let's go to the, the master whose ways are higher than our ways and let's let him tell us who to put in there. Uh, churches make that mistake all the time, all the time. Especially, they do it, even do it with pastors. You know, they, they, if a pastor leaves a church, and the, and the you know they they uh, the, they form uh, what they call a pulpit committee, and the pulpit committee goes around looking for another pastor. You know, they 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 end up you know a lot of times they'll look for a pastor that's without a church. Uh, there's probably a reason he's without a church, right? So you don't just grab a pastor who doesn't have a church and say, okay, w w you know we're going to fit number one, you know the round circle into the round circle block. You know you don't do that. You you ask God and you pray that person to that church. And, um, and th that's the biblical way to do it. You know, I, I think that when you say that, you know, there's, there's a bunch of pastors out there and you can't just um, kind of mix and match, you know, it, it definitely should be a pray about it thing. And if God sends him to the church, then he's going to send him to the church. <laughs> right. You know, if you guys are having arguments about it and you don't want him here and this half's not wanting him here and he starts the question by, well, you know, what's the pay? And, you know, maybe there's a disconnect there. Maybe right. maybe it shouldn't be about, um, you know, just filling that position. So, um, you know, the other thing about, you know, when you're when you're selecting your church, um, you know, I already referenced, you know, sometimes the smaller churches can be better. Um, just give a few examples of something that our small church here can do that uh, some of the bigger churches couldn't touch just because we're we're in a completely different area than they are. Yeah, you know, um, I, th I think uh, the, the, the real benefit for a smaller church um, <clears throat> for the people is the, the idea that, you know, in a smaller church, you, you, you can have a voice in the church. And, uh, you know, for instance, on Wednesday nights, we, we open it up for discussion. You know, if you have a question or whatever, you can raise your hand and, and we'll call on you. And you've got a, a, a you know, a, a voice there to ask your question or get, you know, say what you want to say or whatever. In the bigger churches, you just can't do that. There's just too many people and, and time would, you know, there'd be so many hands raised, you know, who, how are you going to decide who to pick on and, and, and all that. So, you know, I, so what they do is they break down into smaller groups and they have their Sunday school classes that they can ask questions in. And they have, um, you know, a lot of the bigger churches have uh, um, like a Tuesday night um, house meeting you know, where six or seven couples will meet together. So it's not such a big venue or, a, you know, a, a, a big crowd. So they have ways around that. But um, I, th I think um, the smaller church actually has the bigger benefit in, in so many ways. It, it definitely feels to me like it's easier to get close to the church members. It seems like it's easier to feel like your opinion matters um, when there's a lot bigger churches, um, you know, and I've never actually attended uh, a bigger church, like actually, you know, trying to be a part of the church. I've gone to, you know, different events and stuff, but I look around and I see, you know, a thousand people sitting here and I'm like, 
man, if I had an issue with something, no one would care about what I think. I mean, mm-hmm. I could walk up there and they they probably have their own boards that they vote with and they do everything behind closed curtains. I mean, you guys openly invite people every single um, once a month, every Wednesday to have the business meeting and talk about it. And, you know, if there's any concerns, you can definitely um, voice your opinion. And it also allows you to step into positions um, that may not be available in the bigger church. So maybe they are, but they're different, you know? So, but all right, guys, that's all the time that we're going to have for this podcast today. Um, We appreciate you guys listening. If you guys don't already have a church, uh, go out there and uh, start looking for one. But more important than anything else is ask God where he would lead you. Um, Just because we've talked uh, about small churches and big churches doesn't mean you're going to get swayed one way or the other. If God has a plan for you in a bigger church, he's going to put you there. If God has a plan for you in a church that appears to be dying, maybe you're there because you're supposed to save it. Uh, Don't assume something one way or the other. God is going to give you the blessings for wherever he puts you if you're obedient and you go there. And uh, just know that going in and you guys are going to have an amazing church life and don't feel like anyone wants anything. Don't feel like you owe anybody anything in the church. You are there to grow your relationship with God. And once you learn that and you're there, you're going to love going and you're never going to want to leave. So, all right, guys, hope you guys enjoyed this. We'll see you on the next one.